another episode of the Mixed Witches podcast. We are back to our old routine of calling each other <laughs> and recording from a device because I am certainly, separation. yeah, separation. It's the twin flame separated. No, um, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, no. no, you know, I, like <laughs> how many times can I say no? Uh, no, <laughs> but it is Thursday for me and it is Wednesday for Ryan. So we're not even in the same day, which is slightly mon- mind boggling, but you know, shit happens. I mean, also it's a morning for you and it is not morning for me. It is definitely not morning for you. <laughs> we are 17 hours apart currently. And that just fucks my head every single time I look at the clock and I'm trying to like calculate <laughs> what time it is over there without looking at my other world world clock and I'm like come on you can do it and then I'm like an hour or two off and I was like how did this happen it's 17 hours how am I getting this so fucked up because I suck that's why I'm not good at the math (laughs) (laughs) I literally just look at my world clock because I'm not good at math I'm good I mean, sometimes my world clock just doesn't show up on my display, so I'm like, fuck, I'm screwed. You're just like, crap, I have to bat. Oh, shit. That was me last night trying to figure out, like, what time it would be here compared to your 1600, and I was like, okay, what, how, okay, hours, how do they work? I was like, just count, and then I was still, like, two hours off, I was was like, I'll just fucking Google it, and Google was like, yeah, you're a dumbass, I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) <laughs> I'd fall out and he just googled something and Google just straight up was like no you idiot <laughs> if Google was Bakugo Kotsky <laughs> literally just like no dumbass this is the answer I would feel so attacked <laughs> I already feel attacked trying to get Google it'll work for me most of the time. Like, damn. Or just straight up just said wrong. <laughs> just a big red bolded wrong across your screen. And you're like, okay, what's the answer then? <laughs> like, don't be a bitch. That's rude. <laughs> just tell me. It's already hard enough getting people to Google stuff anyway. Well, anyway. This is, this episode is going to come out, what, oh fuck, it's going to come out the 17th, maybe, maybe the 16th for some people, I don't know, time is an illusion, I get confused, but, (laughs) but it's, uh, yeah, it's going to come out the 17th, and then we're also going to record the week after that, so it's just going to be a thing. Stand by to stand by to have fun. But it is my, in fact, turn to go first today. And (laughs) hopefully this stuff makes sense because I did this, these notes, because I'm lazy and I don't do notes when I'm supposed to. I procrastinate very often. Anyways, I did these notes this morning at like five and then I stopped doing them at like eight and then did the other ones. Anyway, point being, I just recently did them. I got so, food. You got food? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. You can eat while I talk. I, I was literally just about to, like, pass on and die right here. <laughs> so today I'm going to be talking about winter solstice, Yule, and Christmas celebrations and traditions since... <clears throat> Not everybody celebrates Christmas, not everybody celebrates the winter solstice, obviously. 
not everybody celebrates Yule. Yule is like a ma mainly pagan thing. So everything is, there, there's a little bit of everything. So unlike when I did Halloween, I'm going to start uh, this with Yule instead. So if you follow the Wheel of the Year uh, as a pagan, even if you're not a Wiccan, this is what marks the first day of winter for us. So Yule takes place on the 21st of December. In the Southern Hemisphere, this takes place um, on the 20th or the 21st of June. And this is the longest day. The longest day? Wrong. This is the darkest day slash the <laughs> longest night of the year. <laughs> and where we celebrate the return of the dark. Why did I write that? I'm so stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not the return of the dark. It's the return of the light, you fucking numpty. <laughs> Point being, we're fucking celebrating the return of the sun. <laughs> so there's a couple of different stories that go along with Yule. Uh, but the one that I was taught last year, the year before last, doesn't matter. I was on deployment at the time. The one that I was taught... <laughs> To go along with it uh, was for the goddess and the god. So on Samhain, Samhain, I fucked it. <laughs> you know how long you fucking say a word and you're like, don't say it the way it's spelled. And then you say it the way it's spelled. Oh my god. <laughs> it's because I woke up three hours before I normally do. Anyway. Let me restart that. So... On Samhain, the god dies, and the goddess is already pregnant with him again. And by Yule, she gives birth to him. Uh, and while the goddess is eternal, the god lives in a perpetual cycle of life and death, which, uh, okay. <laughs> he is born on Yule, matures through the winter, becomes goddess's lover in the spring, does his thing through the summer, you know, grows up, gets mature, whatever the fuck you want to say the wheel of the harvest. And then um, he grows old as autumn ends. And then, of course, he dies on sowing, which is somewhere in the middle of autumn. Anyways, point being, you get what I'm talking about. He dies. <laughs> he grows older with the harvest, and then he dies. And then he gets reborn again. That's, that's, a, that's a lot going on. For one dude in one year, I feel like. Whatever. You gotta do that every year. That's too much. Every single year. Uh-uh. Another story <laughs> is the story of the holly and the oak king. Kings? King? Kings. There's two of them. The holly and the oak kings. Uh, they each rule one half of the year, and they battle at the winter and the summer solstices, and one succeeds to rule for that half the year. So on Yule, the Oak King wins, and at Letha, the Holly King wins, and so on and so on, and all of eternity, all that good jazz. The huge. Because gods are eternal, and they like to do shit like this. Anyways, so, <laughs> some traditions. <clears throat> so bringing a live green fur pine or holly tree into your home uh which might sound familiar because it is where the tradition of a christmas tree comes from including putting lights on it uh this represents living plant life preserved in the dark half of the year and uh for hope of spring that sounded weird um but yeah i'm having a hard time here clearly this this day um, new moon is coming. Oh god, and I felt it too. I haven't been able to sleep for the life of me. So annoying. I slept for like two hours last night. I was so mad. I just laid there, not like moving or anything. Just like a dead zombie. Pretty much. A dead zombie? They're already dead. <laughs> They've been brought back to life. <laughs> a dead zombie. <laughs> it better be dead if it's a zombie. Mm, that yeah, it'd be a little weird. Anyway. If it's alive, that's a person. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Anyway. Anyway, a whole lot of Christmas traditions, in fact, come from Yule traditions, which Yule traditions come from other traditions. It's a whole circle. It's a whole tradition incestuous circle. Okay, guys? Ew, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that includes hanging holly or mistletoe, eating with friends and family, giving gifts, singing seasonal songs, and I'm not going to go through everything. That would just be too much. But I think I wrote down I feel like two. I like to think of it because people get real negative being like, they stole. I always kind of saw it as like, if I converted my religion, but like, like you grow up a certain way. And then if you convert your religion, you're still going to do the stuff that you already did. Yeah. So, like, if you were pagan and then you became Christian, would you still, you know, put a tree in your house? Like, those things don't just die because people convert religions. Yeah. And normally we always phrase it with, like, against their will. But even if it was, like, not against your will, I feel like it's still... Yeah, like, it's winter. I'm going to put a tree in my house. You can't stop me. It's just greenery. Leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. <laughs> Anyways, that stuff came from uh, ladywoods.org. Doc? No, dot. D-O-T. <laughs> and this next stuff that I'm going to be talking about is comes from goddessandgreenman.co.uk. So, I'm going to be talking about two tr- traditions specifically. And the first one is going to be the kissing bow, which I learned about today and I thought was super cute. And I want to do. Anyways, it's made with two hoops bound with evergreen, holly, and ivy, hung with apples and dolls. Um, mistletoe is tied from the bottom, and it's hung in the middle of the room. Every mistletoe berry bears the promise of a kiss, and one is removed for, uh, uh, for every kiss given. One, uh, once the berries are gone, no more kisses can happen. No more kissing. No. Done. The kissing is over. I thought it was cute. What if you notice that there's no berries, but, like, you were the only one who noticed, and you see two people kissing, you have to run over there and be like, no! Get away from each other! You, like, insert yourself between these two people. Like, people, like, chaperones do it, like, mom. Oh, God. They see people, like, grinding on each other. That's you. You're the chaperone. You're the the berry chaperone. The berry chaperone. (laughs) Jeez. I would have like a big ass bell just once I see all the berries and just start like ringing it like no more kissing <laughs> no more kissing you look like somebody out of like some weird medieval times movie and you're just like waving this bell around it's like a cowbell <laughs> it's not even a normal bell it's just a cowbell <laughs> You're just the Paul Revere of kissing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Running around on your, like, horse or your, like, buggy. The kissing is done. No more. No more kissing. I would obviously not listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the next thing uh, I have, and I'm going to end this little Yule segment with, is the Yule Log. Um, so originally, a Yule log was an entire tree that was <laughs> burned burned and started using the remnants of the last Yule log. It was supposed to last all 12 days of Christmas, so they would stick the end of the tree in the fireplace and then slowly feed the tree into the fireplace. Now, obviously, we don't have the fucking room for that. <laughs> so, a little or bit the of the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> because we don't have the room or the time <laughs> to do that. A little bit of the tree is cut and burned each night instead. Very more economical. As soon as you said the whole tree, I like, I took a bite of my burger and just had to stop. (laughs) You're like, like, what? The whole motherfucker? 
The whole motherfucker. As an aside, I was told uh, one way to make a Yule log if you can't actually burn it. Say if you're like, you know, in a military barracks or a hotel. Uh, is to have white candles that you burn on a log. So you let the wax drip down over the log, coating it to represent the burning of the log. Um, and then each year you bring it back out to do the same thing. Uh, you can decorate it. You can make it look cute. You can do whatever you want with it. But this is just a different way of doing a Yule log without having to make a fire pit or have a fireplace or actually introduce a full-on blaze <laughs> into your home. Where the hell do you put it? The Yule log? After Yule. Oh, you put it in, like, storage. Like um... <gasps> I think I was reading somewhere, like, that the remnants from the previous Yule Log are sometimes stored under somebody's bed for, like, the Norse, I think it was. And then I guess you just put it away with all your other Christmas decorations if you're doing, like, a usual, like, not a usual, but, like, a Yule Log like that. I would feel really crazy. <laughs> like, a lot of pagan traditions make me feel crazy, but that one would make me be like, you pull out all your Christmas stuff and you're like, and this is my piece of wood <laughs> that I've burned. Last year. <laughs> and I've had it. I'm going to burn it again. I'm going to burn it again just so I can burn the, this new one, just so I can take a piece from this new one and keep it for next year. That's a lot. Oh, the trees. The trees. They're over it. <laughs> like, they're literally like, stop. Please. <laughs> They feel Yule coming and they go, oh god. Not another one. Anyway. Time of year again, and the trees are like, God, Jesus Christ. Save me, please. <laughs> John, it's your turn to go. What? John, you're the Yule log this year. Damn it. God, fuck. Who decided that? Nose goes. <laughs> How are we supposed to touch our nose? We're trees. <laughs> god damn it, John. Just take it. It's your turn. You've lived your life. I just got here. <laughs> they just put me in the ground. What do you mean? Too much. It's too much. Anyways, new, moving on from Yule, um, I'm going to talk about some traditions from around the world, which is going to be a mix of winter solstice traditions and Christmas traditions. So in um, Hollenbrunn, Austria, which this is actually this actually takes place across the state of uh, Trio, Tyrol, Tyrol. Hold on, <laughs> mm. the state of Tyrol in Austria. Uh, people come to watch others dressed like Krampus, the half demon, half goat, much less jolly Santa Claus, uh, terrorize and tease the crowd. This Krampus run is believed to ward off bad spirits in the coming solar year. Oh, that's all I have for that. So this stuff is coming from time.com and tripsavvy.com, BT dubs, just for you guys to know. So moving on from Austria, because Krampus, apparently. In Japan, this tradition is called Toji. And it is uh, to soak in a hot bath with the yuzu citrus fruit, which um, is a hybrid of mandarin orange and Iching pepeta. I don't know what pepeta is. I didn't look it up. I looked up what yuzu is, and I stopped there. <laughs> but it's a citrus fruit. That's all you need to know. Um, and this is to welcome the solstice. This is to welcome the solstice, and protect the body from the common cold. They also eat uh, kabocha squash to bring good luck, and they burn bonfires, which some of the biggest ones are on Mount Fuji, to encourage the sun's return. So that's some stuff they do in Japan. In England, thousands of people visit Stonehenge to sing, dance, play instruments, and kiss the stones as they wait for the sun to rise on both the winter and the summer solstices. In ancient Rome, they celebrated Saturnalia, which was dedicated to Saturn, the god of agri agriculture and time, 
And during this time, everyone indulged in gambling, drinking, feasting, and giving gifts. And this is one of, this was probably the only time of year that the slaves didn't work. So they actually got to participate. Uh, the next one I have is Suyal in the, hold on, let me, let me read, let me restart that. <laughs> the next one I have is Soyol. It, uh, which is the winter solstice celebrated by the Hopi Indians. Uh, ceremonies and rituals include purification, dancing, and sometimes gift-giving. Kachinas, uh, kachinas, which are protective spirits from the mountains, are welcomed, and prayer sticks are crafted to be used for blessings and rituals. Then we have Yalda, or uh, Shabi Yalda, which is celebrated in Iran with special foods such as nuts or pomegranates and staying awake to welcome the morning sun uh, for some people. Not for everybody, just for some. Probably the ones who can actually stay awake. I definitely would. <laughs> Sounds fun. And then in China, they celebrate uh, Dongzi, which means winter arrives. And this welcomes the return of longer days and increase in positive energy in the new year. It was believed to be the day everyone got one year older. Uh, some traditional foods include brightly colored tangyang, tangyuan. Oh boy, tangyuan. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Which is uh, glutinous rice balls and plain or meat-stuffed dumplings. Mm. Dumplings sound good. All right, now we're moving on to Christmas traditions. So that was all the winter solstice traditions. Uh, in Japan, eating KFC as a Christmas meal is a tradition. <laughs> it was started back in 1974 by who? I don't know. I didn't go that deep. I didn't want to know. <laughs> I saw I hate it on the like, fact that I already knew that. I did like, not know that. <laughs> I I know I've like seen that before, but you saying it just now just rekindled how mad that makes me. <laughs> like I saw it on like seven different sites, and I was like, "Well, fuck! I guess I'm writing it down." Like, damn, you clearly want to be told. In <laughs> in Russia, known as the most un unholy time of the year, or Svetyatki. I think I said that wrong, but anyways, Sviyatki, uh, anyway, or Christmas Tide. Uh, this lasts from the 7th of January to the 19th of January and includes feasting, singing, fortune telling, theater, local pranks, and diving into the freezing lakes and rivers. No. <laughs> because Just... it's not cold enough. Russians are something else um in mexico instead of christmas trees though some may still uh some may still include christmas trees families display arty and elaborate nativity scenes known as nacimentos nacimentos nacimientos holy shit anyways clearly i can't talk today and as the days, like, go on, more characters are added into the scenes until Baby Jesus is added in on, I think it said Christmas Eve, and then the three shepherds are added in the day after. In southern Italy and Rome, bagpipe players perform in pairs in squares and piazzas. They do this dressed in traditional sheepskins and wool cloaks to honor the shepherds in the nativity scene. In Sweden, a straw goat is erected in the same location each year. It is 42 feet high, 23 feet wide, and weighs 3.6 tons. It's a big-ass goat. <laughs> um, I have nothing to say. <laughs> like, it's Sweden. What could you expect, to be honest? I expect nothing less. Like, Hitalia got him right. He's fucking weird. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In San Fernando, Fern Fernando, 
Fernando. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you all right today? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Either my eyeballs aren't working or my tongue's not working. Something's not working here. Anyways, in San Fernando, Philippines, Ligligon Parul is held, which is a giant lantern festival, where amazing uh, parls, which are lanterns, consisting of thousands of spinning lights, are constructed. These symbolize the star of Bethlehem. I was going to talk about, like, U.S. traditions, but I don't think anybody wants to hear about those. They're not... We don't have traditions. We do what everyone else does. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, we give gifts in the morning, and then we eat with family and friends, but that's about it. Like, eat ham and pie, and some uncle tries to, like, eat the entire pie by himself, usually. Some uncle somewhere is eating an entire pecan pie by himself. Oh. <laughs> well, not mine, because he passed away, but... Ah. Uh. <laughs> we will just make a pie for him in honor. Yeah, put it on the altar. And nobody will eat it. That's what I have for um, traditions. So this this time of year is um, kind of a great time to be making a witch's ladder as well as witch balls. Uh, prosperity and abundance spells are also a, also a great thing to be doing around this time. Um, you could also possibly honor your god or goddess. Which, you know, you can do, you can pretty much do anything, but those are the things that I saw the most of, is like prosperity spells, abundance spells, witches ladders, so on and so forth. This is that time of year, guys. Um, also, on a darker note, uh, I think, personally, I think, you don't have to believe me, you don't have to agree with me, that it'd be a great time for shadow work, since you're going to be, um, welcoming in the light coming back or you could do like a jar spell and bottle all of the uh, bottle away like everything dark that you collected over the year and like bury it far far away from you <laughs> and just be like that can stay over there <laughs> you keep yourselves over there i don't want to see you again yes that's what i have do whatever the fuck you want. It's your Christmas. Humans are weird. Yeah, we are. Like, the way we celebrate holidays is just, we're some strange creatures. <laughs> Fair enough. So what do you have for us today? What is your topic? Grace us. We've come to the end of the chakras. <laughs> because we're now at the last one. The tippity-top chakra, the crown chakra. Or Sahasrara. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say that right because it's not going to happen. But <laughs> Honestly, it just sounds like you had like a mouthful of cotton. <laughs> S-A-H-A-S-R-A-R-A. That's all. That, 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 That's I don't it. know. I can't do no better. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's what you get. Um, seriously. Uh, the crown chakra is our connection to our higher consciousness, our link to universal light force energy, our link to our divinity. It is associated with our skeletal system, our skin, and our muscular system. It's the, t it's the tippity top. It is the, it is the thing sort of beyond the body. Everything else is in the body. This is beyond the body. And when it is underactive or overactive, you may experience spiritual disconnectedness, isolation, frustration with life, depression and anxiety, self-destructive behavior, nightmares, headaches, insomnia, and confusion. Mm. And now that I said all that, I'm realizing <laughs> my ground chakra is whack. I was like, hmm. <laughs> called out again i know my intuition has been so murky for the past like five days and now i'm like oh 
Huh, this might be why. <laughs> <laughs> when the crown chakra is in balance, you could experience lucid dreaming, vision, not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> Just your eyeballs are working. <laughs> oh my god, I can see! Oh my god, John, it's a miracle! Mary, you could see before this, but I see better now. Okay. Uh, it's funny you say that, because the next thing I have is clarity. <laughs> um, you could experience inner wisdom, spiritual connectedness, acceptance, focus and determination, creative energy, and you will be mindfully present. Basically, it's like when everything's in a line, including your crown chakra, you'll, you, you'll feel like it's like the same. It's like all that stuff is stuff that you would feel in the other chakras. This is like the culmination. So. Some affirmations. I am divinely guided and inspired. I am open to divine wisdom. I honor the divine within myself. I am connected. I am mindfully present. I am limitless and boundless. So some ways you can heal your crown chakra is the crown chakra is purple or white, depending on who you ask, what you're looking at. And you can wear purple clothing or eat purple food, like, you know, like eggplant or like grapes. What else is purple? Um... Eats. <laughs> some beets are purple. Yeah, I was like, not all beets, some beets. Uh, bro, I don't know. I, don't I mean, could you like? I try, like, I do try my best not to to to, to say artificial things because that just is just like most people would like not want to do that. But like, could you like drink grape juice? Oh, just get some Welch's. Hey. <laughs> Cranberry juice. Ooh. You mean us? We used to so much. Maybe that's why we felt more witchy down in San Diego. Honestly. I miss some good cranberry juice. I, seriously, bro. Like, I feel like I haven't had it in so long. You could do a detox or a fast to get more connected to your crown chakra. You can... Meditate with purple and white or clear stones, such as, like, clear quartz, amethyst, selenite, so on and so forth. Those are the three that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, could Google, you could Google more. I go stop you. I swear, Google's not going to um, tell you wrong. <laughs> Google is seriously not going to be like, you fool. Just Excalibur you, just fool. <laughs> Um, some incense, sandalwood, frankincense, lotus, and jasmine. Also, theoretically speaking, I say herbs and, like, incense or whatever, but obviously you could, like, buy jasmine flowers. You know, if you had, like, if you're doing heart chakra stuff, buy yourself some roses. These things are, you know, like, uh, not fluid. Fluid, but not fluid. But, like, you don't have to do it one way. Be like, I have to get the incense, you know. Buy some flowers. Buy some jasmine or some lotus. What about violets? Burn some sandalwood. Ooh. They're purple. There's lots of Buy purple some flowers violets. out there. I Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty common color in, like, nature. Yeah. Just not in food. I don't, like, I can't I think of purple foods. It's like blue. Blue's not, like, something foodish that you see that often. I know. Or even thinking of, like, white food, it's like, what do you want to eat, cauliflower? Ew. <laughs> There's purple You're just eating cauliflower. You're a big-ass bowl of cauliflower. <laughs> oh. Cauliflower? What? <laughs> or, like... Cauliflower, the link to the crown chakra, we didn't know. Ew. Also, horseradish <laughs> is uh, purple, can be purple. Oh, yeah. I legitimately forgot that that is a thing. Or cabbage. Cabbage is white. Candy cabbage. White. Cabbage is gross. 
And so is horseradish. I like cabbage. But. No, horseradish is disgusting. So gross. No offense to anybody who likes it. I mean, what do you do? Like, eat mayonnaise? That's white. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just mayonnaise on a spoon. Ew. Ew. Uh, I hate us. <laughs> It's so gross. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for the crown chakra. Most of that I got off of Pinterest, BT dub, so. <clears throat> like, I, I just looked at a bunch of stuff and compiled it all together. Mm, that's fair. It's what I have written in my notebook, so if I'm trusting it, y'all can trust it. Okay. What I have in my grimoire. Yeah, I wish I had my other one. I wish I had the forethought to be like, no, this has to come with you. Instead, I was like, no, you're you're making a new one. It's fine if this one stays. Wrong. The one I have right now is mostly just temporary because it's just a basic-ass notebook. I want to buy a really, like, sturdy journal and start doing my astrology stuff in it. I thought about that the other night. I was like, unless I'm, I'm not going to tear out the pages of and whatever. Yeah, some, like... I was thinking leather bound. When I think like sturdy, I think like leather bound. Yeah. Like fancy. But every time I think of a fancy notebook, I'm like, you're not fancy though. Just do it in your fucking line. Notebook. <laughs> your Walmart ass lined notebook. Heck wow, me. don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> this one's not from Walmart. This one's from Box Lunch. And it's cute. I showed it yeah. to you. Yeah. It's got mini on it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we use whatever so, you want for your grimoire. I guess it doesn't matter. But, uh, seriously, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. No, honestly. You could even make, like, a digital one. We live in a modern day. It's 2020. Fair enough. <laughs> My first one came from fucking the Dollar Tree. Come on now. That's where these notebooks came from. The Dollar Tree. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The Dollar Tree is there for... The Dollar Tree is there. In a in a pinch. We're not in a pinch. Yeah, I was I'm not buying... That. I'm not spending a lot of money on candles. They have them for a dollar. Hmm. What source of media okay. did you bring to the table today? <laughs> have I brought to share? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, since, well, I was sitting here thinking about it. Normally, I don't try to pick anything that goes with whatever the fuck we were just talking about. But I was like, you know what? What goes with what we're talking about? <laughs> and since I did Crown Chakra, I thought it would be apt to put y'all on. I was, okay. <laughs> let me, let me, let me say this. Like, I wasn't really thinking crown chakra. I was most I was mostly thinking ethereal because I was like, I'm not gonna really sit here and try to think of like something that has to do with crown chakra. I'll just do something more spiritually based, less like not or not even spiritual. Anyway, I bring you Odd Thomas. That's Ooh, what I love Odd Thomas. So good. I've never read the book though. The book's good. I haven't finished the series though. There's I like, forgot the series. <laughs> there's like seven books to the series, and I just said, no. I listened to all of them. I didn't read any of them. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me laugh, but just like, I was just like, no. <laughs> it's a good one. Just Okay, so if y'all don't know, I'm not going to sit here and spoil it, obviously. But uh, it, Odd Thomas himself is played by Anton Yeltsin, rest in peace. But the movie has ghosts in it. It sure does. It's about a person, and he sees ghosts. He is. I'm not going to say no more. Because um, you'll, I'll literally read it for you. If you want to read the book, it is written by Dean Koontz. Who we know writes thrillers and horror. So you're in good hands. Yeah, he's a good one. You think if he had sticking that, they would, like, throw hands? <laughs> I'm sure they have. I'm sure they've met at, like, a weird riding convention, and they definitely threw hands at each other. 
Your ending Or they sucks. were just looking at each other from across the room, like, just staring daggers. Just... And, like, uh, the also the book was published in 03, so you might have a hard time finding it, but I'm sure you could buy it on Amazon. Um, I... It's pretty common in, like, Goodwill bookstores to find the first one. But also, um, Dean Koontz is still pretty popular, so I've been in Barnes and & Noble, and I've seen um, the series there before, because the series didn't end that long ago. I think it ended, like, four years ago, maybe? I think I was still in high school. Uh, it ended with um, St. Thomas, I think, is the last one. Wow, he was only 20 years old in the first one. Well, if I was seeing ghosts, like, a couple years ago, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> I wouldn't have... Don't ask me to save the world, because I wouldn't have. Well, I mean, like, the thing with Odd Thomas is that um, he was seeing ghosts from, like, a very young age. Like, it didn't just randomly pop up for him. Like, he didn't just randomly become psychic. No. <laughs> that was something he lived with his, like, his entire life, and he just naturally tried to help ghosts but as he got older then obviously he was able to help them more like actually had ways of doing shit i guess is the way to say it <laughs> you know when you're a kid you can't do shit so. Fair. especially now like, help me and you're just like no <laughs> sorry get out of my tub <laughs> damn like bro i gotta have homework <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I'm like five. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I feel bad. I mean, I don't feel bad because you also watch the movie or read the book, but I feel bad because I can't tell you much. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of stories. We can't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, the most we can tell you is that he's psychic. That's it. Right. Because you kind of, you know that from Jump, so we can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he actually starts out, like, the whole series being, like, talking about his uh, gifts. Yeah, but I haven't seen that in so long. I think I watched it, like... <laughs> actually. <laughs> I think I watched it, like, mildly recently, but not that recently. I think the last time I watched it, I was still down in San Diego. Oh. I don't even remember. We watched it together. I know. <laughs> but I don't remember how long ago that was. Why did that just make me think of Donnie Darko too? Oh God, Donnie! That ain't got nothing to do with the that only that the crown chakra nowhere. But that just made me think of that. Yeah, that don't that didn't even have to do with psychic. That just he's just fucking weird. I know. <laughs> he's just crazy. That was a good movie though. Yeah, it's good. Watch that too. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some weird uh, occult classic, you, Donnie Darko. Oh, if you want to have nightmares about rabbits. Hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah what do you bring <laughs> all right what i bring today is um i'm gonna just do it's it's i'm gonna say both books in the series so far because the third one comes out soon and i'm not gonna like it's it's the same world so anyways uh I bring you Carry On and Wayward Son by Rainbow Rowell, which is um, kind of like a Harry Potter-esque feeling magical type world. Like, they use spells and um, they use, uh, what do you want to call them? So instead of wands, some people have wands and some people have like rings that they can use. Some people have a belt buckle. It depends on what kind of implement you use to generate the magic. But everybody, like all the wizards have one. But the difference between the Harry Potter world and this one is that the, um, the wizards are dependent on the mortals, like the non-magic people, for their magic because they need the spoken word from the mortals to do their magic. Like, all of their magic comes down to um, 
common like phrases that are said over and over again. So if something's said more and more and more, it gets more and more magic. So um, one phrase that they use is like some like it hot, which obviously heats things up. And then other ones, there's a um, nursery rhyme that they use to turn a dragon away. It's a, it's a big thing. There's a lot that goes on in it. There's a lot of magic that happens in it. There's also vampires and there's, you know, people making themselves have dragon tails and dragon wings. And there's gay boys. It's great. <laughs> the main character himself <laughs> is bi and his boyfriend is gay. So, spoiler alert, they get together. <laughs> Not really a spoiler alert if you've already read Fangirl by her. Point being... <laughs> is it's a magical it's a fun world. time it is a fun time it is a fun time and and the third book comes out um next year sometime i want to say i don't know you can get it on audible you can still get it in barnes and noble i'm sure you can find like copies of it in uh like goodwill stores and stuff like that it's been out long enough <laughs> target target no. Yeah, I've seen it at Target. Have you recently? I haven't. Not recently, but I have seen it. So yeah, you know, maybe you could get lucky. <laughs> they'll they'll bring I don't know it back. Target. Maybe you could you could get lucky. <laughs> like, I'm sure they'll bring it back when the third book comes out. So yeah, but that's what I have. Nice, typical. If you like Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and you wanted it to be more gay. <laughs> That's pr- that should have been have a tagline. <laughs> that should have been the tagline. If you wanted Harry and Draco to get together at the end of Harry Potter instead of Harry and Jenny, this is the book for you. <laughs> it's the same kind of like enemies to friends to lovers. So if you love that trope, you will enjoy this. If you story. read a lot of fan fiction in general, because I swear to God, all of us are just the worst lover, <laughs> enemies to lovers. Like, I cannot. I love a good enemies to lovers trope. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It's, I can read it over and over, and you already know what's about to happen. You've read it a thousand times, but I can't stop. <laughs> it will never get old. It's still good every single Seriously. time. Seriously. Like coffee shop AUs. They're the same every time, but I'm still going to read it. No, literally, I read, like, three coffee shop AUs for the same ship in the same fandom all in a row. And they were all the same, but I still read every single word because they were good. <laughs> I knew at the end of them, Lance and Keith were going to get together, and I, that's all I cared about. Wow. I mean, that's all that there is to care about. That's all. That's all. Or flower shop AUs. Oh you already God. know what's about to go down. Tattoo, but I'm going to read it. A tattoo artist oh, or man. florist uh, AU, like slash florist AU. I love oh, those. Man. Ones. Anyway. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for us, you can find us on Instagram at Mixed Witches Podcast. On Twitter at MixWitchesPod, and you can shoot us an email, MixWitchesPodcast at gmail.com. Also, we have a Society6 at MixedWitchesPodcast. Wow. So, super easy, super simple. There you go. Buy a sticker. Ah. So, that's all we've wow. got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. <laughs> Hope you got a good chuckle out of it, at least. At, at the very least. <laughs> and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. When we were young, our minds were getting faded. Did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew.
got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down the easiest street again Damn, X marks the spot, or is it O? Getting hiding, feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Damn, 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 damn,